Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. If you're if it's your first time here, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. We do it one track at a time, coming back at you from a week break because sometimes birthday festivities have to take precedence or because the week was just really, really busy and we couldn't find time to record. But nevertheless, here we are. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire, joining me as always the ever ready to go Corey Morissette, who is never busy with other projects at all. Uh, Corey, how you doing? Tell you what, this week I haven't been because uh, John Mariano has fantasy baseball drafts all week. So I haven't recorded any shows this week until tonight. Uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I went to the gym and now I'm just tired and cranky. Uh, but I, I should tell you, Mark, uh, thanks to our good friends at the Sean Geek uh, podcast. Uh, I now have a theme. Uh, so from now on, you have to throw it to my theme. So introduce me a little bit better and I'll play my theme. <laughs> introduce you better okay yeah. i'll introduce him better all right here we go here we go here we go joining me as always the incomparable producer extraordinaire Corey morissette Corey morissette the godfather the legend all right enough of that yes finally <laughs> I, get, I get the respect i deserve thanks to sean and todd from the sean geek podcast 
<laughs> that is beautiful. And yes, you do deserve all of it. I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> that was the, the music pomp and circumstance was the music they decided to go with. Uh, well, at one it, point they, they were talking on their show, like what would their wrestling theme song, you know, which wrestler's theme song would they like for, for their own theme? And Sean had thought that'd be a good one for him. But then they were talking Macho about King, my little, yeah, yeah my little uh, dalliance with uh, Chris Jericho on Pot of Thunder a few weeks back. <laughs> And uh, and they thought maybe I should uh, maybe I should take pomp and circumstance. So uh, I will take it happily. And uh, Mark, you can get like the doink the clown theme, hopefully. And I saw a little tear in your eye uh, when that played. So so that was good. Yeah, a little tear. Uh, if if it must be a uh, late eighties nineties uh, wrestling style theme, uh, can I can I at least at least get the uh, Shawn Michaels HBK theme? Because oh, I, you think know, so. I don't know. It's, that fits. <laughs> it's like and you know, and- must yeah. <laughs> That'll fit for our guests too, Mark. Keep those good intros coming. We got a couple of guests on here tonight. Well, joining us on the show, uh, a fan extraordinaire, uh, a guy who always seems to to uh, be uh, involved in the conversation, always has something to say on our polls and in, on Twitter, uh, at Fat Man on Guitar. You may have seen him. Here he is, Alan. I don't want to butcher your last name. Please tell us how to say it. It's Tiganelli, and you can't yeah. butcher it any more than it's been butchered throughout my life. <laughs> boy, boy, I feel you on that one. So, yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. They, uh, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Doing well. Doing well. Looking uh, forward to an hour or so of Van Halen. Well, there you go. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, Corey, why don't you introduce we? Because we're not alone, not alone with Alan and uh, and us. We have yet another guest. Why don't you introduce him, please? Yes, from one of my uh, favorite new podcasts called Dissect That Film. Uh, I was very happy that this fellow reached out and said, "Hey, I'm a Van Halen fan too. Can I come on the show?" And we said, "Absolutely." Uh, the artist, formerly known as Parker, according to his Zoom handle, but his name is Brett from Dissect That Film. How's it going tonight, Brett? Uh, it is going fantastic. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Out of all the podcasts that I've guessed it on, I think I'm more excited, most excited to be on this than any of the other ones. No offense to every, <laughs> every other podcast I've guessed it on, but I love Van Halen so much. I can't wait to talk about it. That's fantastic. And we both love movies. Tell us a little bit about uh, Dissect That yeah, Film. Yeah, yeah. So Dissect That Film is me and my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela. We sit down and we terribly plot crunch uh, you know, good, the good, the bad, and the uglies of uh, cinema. So Clint Eastwood films, I got you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not yet. We we haven't gotten to him <laughs> yet. But uh, yeah, we just it's basically us sitting down and going through the entire plot of a movie, uh, the best we can with the whatever how good my notes are, uh, with that movie. <laughs> so. Well, and right now you're going through like the Alien franchise, so some yeah. of those are pretty plot heavy. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I was telling you how much I really enjoyed your uh, uh, your Alien Four uh, uh, talk there, and now you've been doing Prometheus, which I can't wait to uh, yep. to check out. Yep, it's uh, it's Ooh. been an adventure going through Alien Resurrection. Yeah, <laughs> though, yeah, the, those two of the franchise are uh, a particular adventure, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come back to that, I'm sure, later at some point. But uh, nevertheless, uh, thank you, uh, Not Parker, uh, for joining us here on the show. We appreciate you, Brett. Uh, and thank you, Alan. Yes, uh, we got two fans of Van Halen, uh, fans of the show, I dare say. And uh, we've got a full house. This is going to be good. Good stuff all around. Corey, you and I do have an announcement, but I think, uh, do you want to wait for that or should we just go ahead and uh, rip the Band-Aid off now? 
Yeah, let, let, let's uh, wait till the end. We're, we're going to spit All a good right. song tonight. Everyone's going to going to listen uh, until the bitter end. So so we'll put it at the end. But because we had to take last week off for the very first time, Mark, you you canceled a, a week on us. Uh, yep. The rock and pole has been sitting quite neglected. So why don't uh, you go ahead and, and cherry pick some of your favorite comments and uh, let us know what the poll results were. I will do that. Uh, definitely. Unless you're not ready, in which case I can give you the poll results. I'm, I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally ready. I just have to, uh, I have to really kind of warm up to it. You know, it's, it's a thing with me. I have to make sure to uh, really get into the zone, really get into the zone before I read out because sometimes, sometimes you guys, and I'm not uh, pointing you out, Alan, I'm not pointing you out, Brett, but some of you guys that uh, get involved on Twitter are, you have lengthy, you have lengthy comments, lengthy tweets. And, you know, sometimes it's uh, takes all of my energy just to read them out there, but you know what? I'm proud to do it. Happy to do it. In fact. So here we are. Well, last well, not last week, but the last show, I believe we went over the uh, the duel of uh, the duo, rather, of Tora Tora and Loss of Control. Am I correct on that, Corey? That is correct, yep. That There it is, the poll. Well, the results of the poll were astounding with an 85.6% what dreams are made of uh, with a, uh, a low 14.4 dream is over. Um, that, that seems about right for me. Um, I, I kind of maybe thought, uh, it would be just a little bit higher, but that's still pretty high. That's still pretty good. Any surprises in that result? Not really. I was, I was thinking we had 125 votes. So it was a pretty active poll, uh, high eighties, low nineties. I, I think for loss of control is pretty good. We were pretty, pretty positive on it. And a lot of the, uh, the heavy metal listeners, uh, guys like Jonathan and Greg, uh, from so far, so pod, so what yeah. they love that track. So yeah, uh, of course, not, of course. not really shocked at it. Uh, I, I don't think we got a lot of Discord uh, negative votes uh, in the comments, uh, if I remember correctly. Why don't you uh, let, give us a few here, Mark? All right. Well, uh, looking at the tweets here, uh, I'll just point out uh, our buddies at the Deep Purple Podcast said, glad to see you broke the Van Halen 3 streak. Boy, so am I too. Uh, uh, great track this week. Love the energy on this one. Track or tracks, either way. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Yes, um, breaking the Van Halen 3 streak was uh, a welcome, a very, a very welcome spin. So our Don't friend Kevin, that name too much because it might yeah, come up tonight. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I've already, I've already jinxed the show. And if, if that's the case, I'm just going to apologize to our guests right now. Uh, but uh, our friend Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty podcast says, come on, man, this is stone cold, badass rock music. It actually needs basic repeated lyrics because it fits the vibe, which is nose ringed, hardcore punk skin on heavy metal bones. Frenzied, aggressive, unapologetic, and fucking brilliant. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Kevin, I applaud you and your adjective game. Uh, that was just a lot of words. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming you're just very gung-ho uh on, on this particular track or tracks. Both we'll just we'll just say track, but just know that they both come in like a, a one package. How about that? will just save us a lot of time. Uh, Greg Di Pasquale, friend of the show, a uh, guest uh, in a dream world. I would have pulled this. He says, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Greg. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, good stuff there uh, from the uh, from our buddy Greg Zito blazing solo from Ed. He and Al are locked in tight. Love this high energy track. Absolutely. And so do we. Um, and uh, we'll kind of go down the list here of, uh, False premise says Tora Tora is right. Eddie drops some serious dive bombs in this one. Straight fire. 
Um, yeah, that's just for Tora Tora. So I wonder if mm-hmm. uh, false promise or false premise was not so keen on loss of control. I wonder if he's part of the fourteen percent. I doubt it. I, false promise. I think has uploaded pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Wabo and Cabo says Tora Tora starts out like a Black Sabbath sounding tune, a great heavy intro to loss of control, a wide variety of different twists and turns. Love it. Absolutely. We loved it too. Uh, the aforementioned Sean Geek and Fast Fret dudes said, women and children first, I go back to quite often. And this is one of the reasons for it. Killer Van Halen boogie. I don't know if I would call that a boogie. I think I would call it a, uh, well, I can't call it a jam either because it's not so much a jam. It's just so much a, I don't know. What would you, would you consider it a jam or a boogie or do you have a different name? I think it needs to be heavier than a boogie. <laughs> Whenever you say boogie, I'm just naturally assuming it's a boot scooting kind, and that's that's not what we got here. Uh, our friend Scott Monroe says, a wild crash landing of a song that gets me pumped every listen. I'm there for David Lee Roth's crazy man howls, plus the sonic boom tempo by the trio. The one-two punch and Romeo Delight are my faves on the album. Hashtag what dreams are made of, or he, he uh, put a bunch of O's at the end of it. Um <laughs> Romeo Delight, we still haven't spun that one, so uh, yep, still give it there. time. Maybe tonight? Give it time. Maybe tonight. Who knows? While I have uh, the the guys here on the show, uh, uh, Alan, uh, did uh, I didn't I didn't see if you put anything in the tweets, but I'll just go ahead and ask you straight up. What do, what are your thoughts on Tora Tora slash Loss and Control? I gave it a that's what dreams are made of. It's basically controlled chaos. They were filled through the whole song, it feels like they're hanging on by a thread to keep things from, you know, spiraling out of, spiraling out of control. But mm-hmm. it it kind of shows the the connection that Eddie and Alex had that they were able to hang that tightly together through that. Yep, absolutely, oh, absolutely for sure. Uh, Brett, how about yourself, sir? Oh, I I mean I love that whole album, and it's just such a it's chaos. Like those two <laughs> together, they're such a great blend. And uh, I just love just the, the sound, not just the, the instrumental parts of it, but just like everything that they add to it, where you it sounds like, you know, bombs are going off and stuff. It, it's such a crazy combo. And being a little kid listening to that for the first time, I was just, what's well, wild stuff. Yeah. Wild stuff indeed. Uh, I'll do a couple more here from the Rock and Roulette podcast. Ed is on fire on this one, but you can't overlook Alan Mike on this one either. Great deep cut from a great album. Yeah, absolutely can't. You, you, we, we try to never overlook Alan Mike for sure, uh, especially on a track like this. Uh, sometimes though, their performance is either overshadowed or is just kind of not there. That's usually the only criticisms we we tend to have. Uh, but in this one, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Don't overlook what Alan, what the rhythm section in particular is doing on this tune. Uh, And then we're going to go to our friend, Brad Gould. Brad says, this song shreds the chorus while repetitive to almost the point of access. Uh, Access, maybe madness. I don't know. Maybe maybe Uh, access. Excess. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He said, but uh, while repetitive to almost to the point of excess creates a lull like the crest a roller coaster right before you blast off. Uh, amazingly tight rhythm and peak Eddie Van Halen speed skills. Amazing song. Yes, I deny none of that. I don't think Corey does either. So 
There Good we thing. go. And then I, I want to shout out Brad too, because uh, he messaged me the other day. Uh, he's keeping track of, of, of my uh, current uh, fitness journey, which is only a, about a month old right now. So I want to let him know on the air here. I've lost 14 pounds since I started. And thanks for checking in, buddy. Hell yeah, dude. Good for you. Keep it up. And uh, finally, we'll t- this one from uh, our friend Rava Flav says weirdo tune. And it's great. If this song was a, was fine, was a fine wine. I would say that, I detect notes of out of love again. Uh, Got to check out that uh, Van Halen news desk, news desk import video. So very Dave. <laughs> yes, you were right. Uh, so there you go. There's uh, some, some little pics uh, from the, uh, the rock and pole from last, uh, from last show. Um, and, you know, speaking of polls, man, we're going to try and do them as often as we can, but there's a good chance we might not get those anymore. So uh, we'll just, just stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, but thanks, there you Elon. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll, we'll figure out something. Even if we we'll just get people's yeah, yeah. If people comment and they hashtag their vote, we we can just tabulate them manually. Uh, I'll, mm. I'll buy a calculator. We'll we'll be fine. <laughs> buy a calculator. Just just do it on your phone, dude. Just do it on your phone. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, since we do that, uh, anything else that you want to go into before we head on over to the wheel? Well, I'll just give you some of the uh, lot of Van Halen news uh, lately. Uh, we'll go through oh, some yes, of the headlines. Uh, first of all, of course, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, you know, released a, a new song, uh, another celebration at the end of the world. It's fan fucking tastic. Uh, pre-orders are available now to get the new album, Mammoth Two. Uh, I got mine pre-ordered. The the signed copy with the the pinwheel splatter uh, vinyl. It's going to be fantastic. Everyone should go uh, check that out. Mammoth has a new website. Uh, you can pre-order the album there. Uh, Mike Lanthony was in the in the news quite a bit. Um, he talked about maybe having a, a side project uh, with uh, Phil X from Bon Jovi and and Ooh. a couple other guys. And he he kind of hinted at a at a singer, but didn't come out and say who. And then uh, Jeff Scott Soto hints that uh, he was the singer. So might be getting a little uh, Mikey uh, supergroup uh, happening here, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all. I I'm I'm here for it. Mikey and, then, and a uh, supergroup. Yeah, we, we talked about this uh, a while ago when it was announced, but Mike Lanthony performed uh, at the Save the Heartbeat fundraising concert uh, oh, yeah. just a little bit ago. I know uh, Trey Cool from uh, Green Day played some drums on it. I had a whole bunch of guests, including uh, Sammy Hagar. Uh, he sang Somebody Get Me a Doctor, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, you won't get those videos on the Van Halen news desk. And speaking of performances that aren't so fan-fucking-tastic, David Lee Roth, who uh, he, he emerges from his burrow uh, whenever uh, there's news about Van Halen and it's not him. Yeah, he comes out until he sees a shadow. Uh, he returned to the stage. He did a one-off performance uh, with an all-star cover band called the Royal Machines uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, they did a performance of Panama that is, um, well, watch it. Uh, I, I don't want to say uh, too much about it, uh, but it, it, the video is available on the Van Halen News Desk. And uh, last, um, Gary Sharon, our old friend Gary Sharon. Apologies to Gary. Oh, uh, did apologies a great, fantastic interview with Jeremy White on the Jeremy White show. And he did like a 20 minute conversation just about Van Halen. So uh, the video for that is also on the Van Halen news desk, triple W dot VHND.com. Go check it out there. Speaking of, this is a, a complete digression, but I have to just bring it up. Uh, this past weekend, uh, I had a, uh, a show with my, uh, my kill switch and gaze tribute band, Rose of Sharon. And uh, I was talking with a few of the musicians uh, at the gig, and the word was that at some point, very, very soon, there may be a a night full of 80s metal uh, uh, tribute show coming down the pipeline. And uh, they they suggested that I, I'd be like the main singer 
uh, for this night. And I said, I won't do all of them because that's just too many songs. And also a lot of songs I probably won't do. However, if the band extreme does happen to, uh, make the make it to the uh the the set list i feel like i kind of have to volunteer to do that one <laughs> if nothing else just because and i had to explain why i had to exp- put into context what we do here on the show uh <laughs> how one of the constant phrases is apologies to gary and i had to tell them why uh so i feel like if nothing else it'll help me make up for the fact that it feels like we always shit on Gary Sharon on this show, which we don't try to do. We really don't. We actually are big fans of Gary and extreme, just not so much all the stuff that happened on Van Halen three. And that's, that's unfortunate, but that's why we always say apologies to Gary. So stay tuned for that, Corey, stay tuned for that. Everybody. If that does oh, come we to need fruition. A video of that. Hey, you said eighties, right? So there, there, you know, there's a couple of David Lee Roth albums in there. You can do some Sammy Hagar stuff. Come on. I mean, oof, I, you're right. Uh, I, now, I don't control the set list. So who, whoever mm-hmm. uh, actually does put this this show on, and if I get uh, lucky to be invited to it, uh, we'll just see. But uh, like I say, if, if Extreme happens to show up on the set list, I feel like it's at least my duty to volunteer to do the vocals just as a uh, as a tribute to Gary, because we don't hate Gary Sharon here. We don't. Just, and actually, just uh, that one album. Just that one. Al and I were talking. Uh, he has the uh, uh, live in Pittsburgh uh, bootleg that that uh, that the, with Gary, and like that, oh, right that, that's a tremendous concert, a tremendous uh, album. Uh, big fan of that one, Alan. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I think it showed you know, what could have been with Gary mm. instead of what we got with uh, Van Halen three. Yeah, I know uh, Gary in that interview. He actually confirmed that there is a there was a follow up to Van Halen three recorded but it'll never see the light of day. It's sitting in a warehouse somewhere. So, You know, and yet in spite of everything, I'm still very intrigued to hear that. Um, as you well, say, it'll can... never see the light of day, but my curiosity, just because I, I know what he's capable of as, as a vocalist, as a musician. So he has the potential to do something really incredible. We know that because look at extreme, like, look no further but uh yeah, yeah that's a shame that we won't get to hear that but i would be very very curious so uh you know but like i say stay tuned for whatever comes about with that show on the horizon but until that time Corey, i think it's time to go to the wheel don't wouldn't you say but before we do that we have to do my favorite thing we have guests on the show so now it's a it's a double whammy you guys raise your glass take a sip it's time for manifestations (laughs) that's right we manifest what song we really want that wheel to land on now alan brett you're you're uh your your first timers on the show uh but if you've listened to the show at any point you know that we are not good at calling our shot well Corey That's, is i am not <laughs> three uh times. yeah three times he has done it so it's kind of it's always sort of up in the air uh but since you guys are the guests i'm gonna go straight to you guys brad i'll start with you you're here on the show what song do you want to manifest for the show tonight uh, i gotta go with uh humans being <laughs> I knew I it. love I it so it. much. <laughs> well, you you are a uh, you're a film podcaster, so I I took a hunch to say that <laughs> if you're you're a Van Halen fan, you like film, there's a good chance Humans Being is probably going to be up there. That uh, oh yeah, you're looking out. You know, is it for the same reason that I'm thinking? Uh, so I, I no Twister was just a really important movie for me as a kid, 
Mm. Uh, I I've probably seen it over a hundred times and naturally just, you know, hearing the song and being a Van Halen fan. And it was, the best part is when you hear it for the first time, you just hear the instrumental part of it and you just yes. know like something intense is going to happen. And then of course the end of the movie during the credits, they play respect the wind, which I love that instrumental so much. Oh yeah. yeah that movie and those songs just mean a lot to me. Same, very much same. So there you go. You got one for humans being uh, uh, not a stranger to the manifestation portion of this show. <laughs> Alan, how about you? Is there a particular song you want to manifest? Yeah, I'm going to go back a little further, go back to the first album, and I'm going to go with Little Dreamer. Nice. Ooh, so yeah. There is never a bad call for a Van Halen one. Never, no. never at nope. all. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. Corey? We uh we took a week off. Thank you for that. And uh now we're back into the game. You're 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 tired and 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 miserable, probably a little bit from the from the workout, you know, getting your getting your fit on. What Van Halen song will soothe your soul and body tonight? Well, I'm tempted to double manifest humans being because it's time. And uh I, I keep hearing about the uh well, it was gonna be a direct sequel that's coming out called Twisters. Yeah. Uh now it's mm. not gonna be a direct sequel. It's just God. gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carrie always is still around. He could still be the evil weatherman, but he's right? but he died. Well, yeah, he, he died. Yeah, 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 spoiler. Yeah, Wait, Wait, he I didn't see him in the movie. Bill Paxton died in real life, and I, mean, I don't he... know if Helen Hunt wants to come back. <laughs> so... I, I didn't see a body in the movie. You can bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he was in the truck that blew up after the twister, you know, flew it up in the air. But I get your point. That's fine. And we love <laughs> Carrie Elwes, Carrie Yules, however you want to say it. The problem is you, you can't do you can't do a Twisters yeah. or a, a, a Twister sequel at all without Bill. You just can't or, do or Philip Seymour Hoffman. Can't do it. Or Philip, yeah, I mean, not. especially especially after where his career went and who mm -hmm. he became. I mean, becoming yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's like. It just wouldn't feel right. Um, now, if they want to like kind of give it like a soft reboot, sure, I guess. Uh, but you know, maybe they should reset it uh, instead of Oklahoma, since uh, you know Tennessee's now the new tornado alley. Yeah, go ahead. Well, <laughs> me and my friends will make it. There you go. It'll be a spiritual sequel. Uh, so with our luck, go. we're we got... gonna we're gonna get Alan Ruck, the the map guy from the first yes. one. He'll be the main character. Hey. It's Cameron. Rabbit knows all. He'll, yep. he'll always be Cameron Fry to me, but <laughs> yeah. Rabbit is right. good. Rabbit is wise. That's three. That's right. You know what? Because I'm I'm I am doing it as well. I've I've, I've been <laughs> hey. trying and trying and trying, but maybe maybe the third time was the charm here. So three manifestations for humans being. That's yes, not sir. to say that if we spin anything from Van Halen one, including uh, Alan's pick, that I'd be upset about it. I wouldn't. No. But uh, humans being, as you say, Corey, I think it's time. So there you are. Three three wishes there it is so maybe the wheel will be kind we we took a break it's time that uh you know let's let's have a fresh start wheel how about that fresh start all right <laughs> be nice yeah be kind all right yeah. sammy's warming up the pipes let's see if he's ready here we go well it's gonna be a sammy track or is it yeah oh it's close we're going, no, we're going to David Lee Roth. We're going to the album that Humans Being is on. Yeah. <laughs> so we were close, but this is, can't get this stuff no more. You know what? It's, uh, I feel like, um, 
because you didn't prime it, you didn't prime the wheel this time. Oh. That uh, <laughs> I, 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 was, yeah. I was thinking it was going to stop on black and blue. I was getting very excited. Like, oh, it's a Sammy suit. It's no. black and blue. Oh, oh, it was close. It was very close. Yeah. But Oh, well. So but there you uh, go. Well, well, I frantically try and find information on. Can't get this yeah, stuff no yeah. more, Mark. You guys chat about uh, about this track from uh, The Best of Van Halen, Volume 1. Volume yeah, well, I'll, I, I mean, I'll, I'll kick it off. This this was the uh, I, I've mentioned before, the best of volume one was sort of my um, not my introduction to Van Halen, but it was the the album that I first bought uh, ever by them. Uh, it gave me a look into what their extensive catalog looked like at the time um, with a few songs omitted here and there, which of course they rectified in Van Halen best of volume two. Um, but volume one has a, is near and dear to my heart. It's the reason why I started playing guitar just from the inside booklet picture of Eddie's guitar, just in that, uh, this sort of black and white silhouette. Um, that was, that was my inspiration, not to mention just listening to Eddie play. I like, I want to try and do that someday. Uh, so of course I've heard this song from there. This, this wasn't one that I, I went to, uh, and and kept on repeat though, because it was too close to where humans being was on the album. So I was like, well, there it is. I'm, I'm listening to that one again. Uh, and then uh, when that was over, it's like, okay, time to restart. Go back to the uh, the <laughs> earlier stuff, and then get into Sammy. Uh, but but yeah, I um, this is not a bad track that I recall. But I'll I'll admit it's been a while since I visited this track. So uh, it'll be uh, an interesting perspective this time around, Alan. Do you have any uh, fond memories or uh, any connection to this track? To be honest, I don't have any memory of it at all. I I bought the oh. best of some years after it came out, but it's not one that I spin a lot. Fair enough. All right. So there you go. Uh, another fresh perspective, perhaps. Brett, how about yourself? This album was probably the most played album i had and actually i still have my original i i have it in like a a, a cd case so there i don't have is. the original case but i have there it the, is yeah. uh, the album that i had as a kid but uh i to be honest when it comes to like I, of course these were like new david lee roth songs and i loved them I thought both this and me wise magic were great songs and they came. I thought I, I, I felt they should have went before humans being, I think humans being would have been a great ending to the, to this, but I, I get why they did it. But I think these right. two songs are better than the Sammy songs that were written for best of both worlds. Ooh, later, I uh, <laughs> which, which is, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, up for breakfast is like yeah and then the other one i can't okay, remember okay, the other yeah. one's name yeah but no i love this song this is a song actually i catch myself just singing to myself all the time like i still like i there are times where i don't listen to van halen for a good period of time and then i'll just throw on a song randomly and i'll still know every lyric and this is one of those songs where i just catch myself singing it for no specific reason and i know all the words ah well there you so, go so I, I love this song i think it's great and i'm super pumped to to hear it again well there you go brett showing his hand right at the top of the show already so you know maybe there's probably no chance that uh a reanalyzation will uh uh will sway him but eh, we'll see we'll see we'll see what we have to work with uh how about you Corey? any fond memories of this one 
Oh yeah, like a best of volume one was a was a big album for me too. Uh, I'm not going to tip my hand uh, on this song too much, uh, but you know I love me some Me Wise Magic that we already covered on this. So um, yes, you do. I found a couple of interesting tidbits here. Uh, the music mm -hmm. for this track was based on a track called Backdoor Shuffle, which was originally part of the sessions for the Balance album. Ooh. Oh, did not know that. Yep, uh, it's also uh, Van Halen's uh, Eddie Van Halen's only use of a talk box, which was actually operated by the <laughs> guitar tech. Because Eddie felt it, quote, just sounded like a Wawa, and then he used it himself. So, <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong about that. Now that I think about it, it's like, okay, okay, yeah. So, I would have, uh, on the surface, I would have just assumed he was using a, a Wawa. So that's uh, that's really cool information to know for all you uh, guitar nerds out there. Um, so there you have it. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, all right, all right. Oh, and there's um, one more. Uh, thanks oh, to the Van Halen Encyclopedia. Uh, which we should shout them out because uh, uh, he was on the show and did a fantastic job. He was, uh, yes. Apparently, uh, Dave brought several palm trees into the studio for inspiration while writing the lyrics. So, um, palm trees, you say? <laughs> yes. What? Uh, all right. Doesn't shock me. Dave <laughs> I'm is trying just to... a weird guy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm trying to see the correlation. Um, maybe. Uh, Maybe he was having a breathing problem and he's like, and he brought in some palm trees to help. He's like, can't, and then it just didn't help. So he's like, I can't get this stuff no more. Cause you know, he was just trying to, uh, <laughs> he was trying to buy too many palm trees and they finally said, no, you were, you can't, you, you literally cannot. Uh, I was like, man, can't get this stuff no more. So you, you got to take what we can get. I got a few palm trees and <laughs> I just have this vision of the rest of the band going, why, why? Just, just why? <laughs> but look, I'm, I'm sure the guys probably stopped questioning the why of David Lee Roth many, many years ago. So I guess we should do the same. So with that being said, uh, if Alan's ready, if Brett's ready, Corey, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's, uh, let's spin this thing. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go all the way back to 1997. This is can't get this stuff no more. <laughs> Pretty cool little build so far, Mark. Hey, you start off with Eddie and then Alex just on the hi-hat a little, or just on the symbol a little bit. And then all of a sudden you get Mikey, then Mikey's get louder. That sense of urgency is building. This is uh, difficult to admit, but I, I suddenly remember, like I just had this grand flashback listening to that riff. I'm like, oh my God, when I was younger listening to that, I thought this intro was a bit dull. So that's, I think, one of the reasons why I never really went back to it all that much. Uh, when I had this album, um, and uh, I'm really kind of upset with myself for thinking that because <laughs> it's not true. This is this is a great little intro. This is a great little ditty, a uh, little little riff that, uh, which we've we've seen and heard Eddie do countless times. It gives us this sort of sort of subtle build up until it finally you know kicks into the the rest of the song, and that's what what's happening here. Um, but yeah, I just it, I had to throw that in there because i remember as a kid going like oh they're not getting into the song quick enough all right i'm going into the which is hilarious because i'm pretty sure the humans being intro is way longer but 
it was humans being. So what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> This was also uh, my first introduction to an, a Van Halen F bomb. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Did he say? Did he say fuck it?" <laughs> yeah. Corey, you said this came uh, originally from something from the Balance Sessions. Yeah, the music specifically uh, came from the Balance Sessions. Apparently, it sounds like it would have been right at home on Diver Down. Yeah, it's got a good swing to it, right? I can yeah, it's that. got that yeah. that groove. It, it's got that kind of atmosphere that you know some of the best stuff on diver down had mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that park or brett mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is it's it's crazy the sound difference between like you always know it's eddie van halen but like when you listen to balance which is one of my favorite albums from van halen it's such a different sound from eddie like it it but like as soon as you bring back dave you get that dave sound again like Eddie's mm-hmm. it changes it completely, but I mean, it's always Eddie, but it doesn't matter what he does. It's always just amazing. I love but it. it. Kind of, the production sounds like balance because that was Bruce Fairburn and this is Glenn Ballard, uh, who's very much a producer in the oh, same okay. style, right? He did Jagged Little Pill. Uh, so yeah. sonically, it kind of has a similar kind of feel to it. Yeah, it just Here's has the- that chemistry that the four original guys had. Mm-hmm. Uh, question to the panel that here. Stuff no um, yeah no uh here's a question what exactly do you think a feather in a bucket means and coming like up i get okay, yeah. I, I, I get steak and potatoes bottles. yeah steak, steak and potatoes, potatoes a feather in a bucket what the hell fe- what do you mean a feather in it whoa is that what's just like is that just like I, I don't know like this is just a like it's just an easy easy thing in life like it's just life is easy maybe you know it's a pricey meal he's got a champagne bottle steak and potatoes but he's so rich it's like a feather in the bucket there you go or he had a magnetic poetry kit and those were the first two words that popped up (laughs) remember imagine picture david lee roth uh you know wearing his chinos and shit in the studio with all the palm trees around him thinking "Mm." what what, what can i say that's gonna rhyme with fuck it uh bucket ah bucket okay what about a bucket Perfect. <laughs> feather, feather in a bucket. Perfect. Like, all right, yeah, that, that works. Sure. <laughs> Tell me what is it we're pretending? Not to know, and who needs proof? I don't need so much to remember. No, no, that's how it is. We tell the truth. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, Mark, what do you think of that chorus? I really, this, I think this is another uh, issue I kind of have with the song. Not to say this song is bad already. I'm just saying one of my issues. I think that chorus is very well written. I, I actually really, really like that. Um, lyrically, I feel like it needed more vocalization on it, though. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of... It, how do I how do I put this? It, it just it sort of feels maybe it's just the way Dave is doing it. It just feels kind of thin. Like it, I feel like it could have been uh, a little bit better if it had some more like kind of power, some some more balls behind it. You know what I mean? Like maybe get Eddie and uh, uh, Mike just sort of singing with him. Maybe a three part harmony, if so, or not even a harmony. Just like maybe a big unison sort of thing. I don't know. I just that that's that was kind of my issue with the this part of the song when I was younger and like, I'm hearing it again now. I was like, yeah, I really wish that was a little bit fuller. Otherwise though, I really like what he's writing here. This is one of those situations where uh, when Dave wants to, you know, lyrically write something really good. Hey, look, he can. It's strong lyrically, but the production kind of loses all of the vocals in the mix. Even the background vocals don't come out as much. And that's always been a strength, you know, with their harmonies. Mm-hmm. I, I guess i gotta be like the opposite of you guys i actually like how dave is singing this i like the tone i like the deeper tone it's been you know he did the same thing in me wise magic i kind of like that difference um you know you're kind of you're kind of seeing that it's an older dave he's 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 not trying to show like he's not trying to prove anything he's trying to change things up and i to be honest i always loved the the deep tone that Dave would put in these two songs. Mm. And I, I, I kind of go with Marcus saying, you know, fair warning, Dave would have belted this up with a little more power. Mm. Uh, but, but like Brett said, and I kind of agree with him, I think for this song, it's almost got like an introspective kind of feel to it. And I don't mind the, it, it sounds very much like me by magic, except when he was doing the embellishments when he took to a higher register, but that song mm. is very much underneath too. But I will agree with Alan when he said, uh, you know, the, the harmonies are buried. And, and even the, the yeah, lead vocal yeah. is buried in that mix. And, and normally in Van Halen, you get those harmonies nice out front and center and Dave out front and center. And yeah, it's just not happening here. Yeah. The delivery fits very well, but it just, it's too far back in the mix. That's 
I love that line. That's the thing about self-improvement. Don't get me wrong. I plan on getting some soon. <laughs> but did he? But did he really? Did he ever? <laughs> Outside the wires, something's moving. All right, before the guitar solo, Mark, did that chorus kind of redeem it a little bit for you? Uh, I again, I like how it's written. Um, and I like, I like, uh, to, to Brett's point, like when he, when Dave is, uh, singing a little bit lower, I think it absolutely works on, uh, on the verses. Uh, the, but the, uh, sort of the chorus, the chorus phrasing, I just, I don't, I, it's not that it's not working. I just kind of wish it was a little bit more, you know, just a little bit more full, a little bit. Don't be shy about, you know, putting more vocalization onto it. Um, but yeah, as, as Alan pointed out, it's like a lot of that, the, uh, this could have been helped with extra background vocals perhaps, but the, they're so buried that you can't really, can't really tell. Even in the verse when Dave is singing and uh, he's doing, the octave jumps you can hear he's doing the low and you can hear the high uh, in unison there but even that high octave is is still kind of lost you, you can barely hear it um that i think should have been brought out just a little bit more too so so far really what's not doing the song any favors is the uh the the vocal mix for me yeah i i think the in this verse it seems like he's he's forcing it too much with the low with the lower mm -hmm. pitch and uh yeah i now that you guys are saying it i can hear it like the mix is just a little bit like you're it's hard to hear certain lyrics like things just aren't feeling like fluid mm -hmm. uh, especially in in this verse specifically right before the solo he's yeah, really low on this verse yeah but but you can hear it too in the in the verse you know, when the music comes down, it fits well, but when the music comes up in the chorus, the vocals don't come up with it. Mm -hmm. No. Fuck you, Glenn Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I thought we had a Richie Sambora solo there That's for a second. What I, <laughs> I'm like, why does this sound like like why does that always have to go with Bon Jovi? <laughs> nah, he uh no, nah, he was like, I really want to do my best Peter Frampton right here. Like, let's, <laughs> what, what, what do I gotta do to to bring out my Frampton? Ah, the box. I got it. <laughs> 
but uh, also so that, bon Jovi. That, that, that part kind of lost me but then eddie kicked in the oh, second yeah. half the solo and yeah it, it was fucking great as per usual it's, yeah it's 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 obvious why he uh didn't bring that back for other yeah. you know <laughs> he, he was doing that first part and he heard how he heard how it sounded yeah he's like i gotta rip this now <laughs> <laughs> I know he'd have never done it, but damn, I would have loved to have heard David Lee Roth doing the talk box part in the first part. Yeah, that'd be cool. While Eddie was playing. I get why he didn't, but yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think uh, he probably should have. And then Eddie could have just doubled him with a guitar, and uh, that would have have sounded kind of funky. Sorry, Alan, go ahead. It would have had a little more personality for the first part of the solo. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't take away it, we didn't even mention it. Uh doesn't take away from the solo itself. The solo itself oh. absolutely was killer. Um it uh, it just happened really really quick. I felt I was like for a moment I thought it was going to happen just a little bit longer and then he cuz Eddie's he's done that. He's not afraid to do that, but I guess this time he was just, "No, nah, I'm good." That 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 solo is a uh, present day Lionel Richie. Uh, he was just talking about how he can't go all night long anymore. He's got like a furious 15 minutes. This solo was kind of like that. <laughs> That's, that is a statement. See, there you go. That, that's what you want. Like, you want something like that in your earlier chorus right there to give it a little bit more, a little extra. I get why uh, he went a little bit more for this one because it's like the final or like the pre-final chorus. So, you know, you got to make it bigger. Uh, But still, like that, that's what I was looking for. I forgot that's what he does. It feels like he's getting more angry. Because yeah. he can't get that stuff he no more. Stuff so like no in the beginning, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then want the end, he's like, palm trees. Ah, I need him. <laughs> I need that stuff. <laughs> I need more palm trees, yo. And that level would have been too much at the, for the first course, but yeah, closer to that would have been much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet this one, uh, m- this particular course made it very apparent how far back those background vocals really are in the mix. Uh, like we already pointed it out before, but in this one uh, in particular, you can really not so hear them because they're just so far back, which I think is a big mistake, but what do you do? It's like for the last like minute 38 here, really listen to what Alex is doing. Cause I'm, I'm listening to that thinking this mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun to play on the drums. Like, like just this swing in this groove. Uh, oh yeah. He's, he's really killing it in this section here. I thought Dave was choking there for a second. I was a little concerned. Yeah. I thought he was doing his best uh, uh, Todd impression from Sean Geek and Fast Fret. Or Homer, whenever he sees a donut. Or Homer, yeah. <laughs> what is that stuff that he can't get no more? He's really craving it, I tell you. Palm trees. 
Palm trees? <laughs> yes. You're laughing, but cowbell makes everything better, Mark. Come on. Uh, I'm laughing because just the uh, it, it, these days, maybe it wasn't back, you know, it's in uh, uh, 96 when this came out. But these days, uh, it's a it's a faux pas to bust out the uh, the cowbell. Is it? So Aww. it's I mean, within unless you're doing it tastefully or if you're doing it specifically because you're going for the joke and everyone is in on it, then it's like, OK, you know, for example, if you're going to play a show and bust out with Don't Fear the Reaper, if you're not like over exaggerating your use of cowbell, then at, why why are you playing it? Like you, you want the crowd involved. Uh, so but like but th at this point, though, it's it wasn't so much a faux pas, but I'm I am looking at it from a now perspective. And so the the audacity that Alex has to, to go ahead and very confidently utilize that cowbell. It's like, I'm laughing, but at the same time, I'm not saying that's stupid. I'm laughing because I'm like, man, bravo, bravo, Alex. You don't even care. You're just he's going Alex Van Halen. If he wants to play a cowbell, he's going to fucking play a cowbell. <laughs> exactly. And he's not even doing it like one, two, three, four. He's, he's giving you a whole pattern. He's like, oh, nope, yeah. here it is. Yeah. yeah you're going to listen to it. And you're going to love it. The There's still like a middle left. <laughs> The funniest yeah. thing is it sounds it just sounds like at one point they just start jamming and they just yeah. kept recording and they just were like do we just keep it in the song and they're like yeah. <laughs> what are we yeah. gonna tell them no like <laughs> right yeah, this song yeah. ended like three seconds ago but they still <laughs> this still goes going. on for so long <laughs> all right let's keep her going definitely jamming something because he's yeah, all over absolutely. the place now <laughs> when when mikey went out like i just had the visual of him like looking around like are we still like and they just look over at the booth and and dude's just back there reading a magazine like yeah you're fine go ahead just like oh, okay <laughs> interesting pattern on alex's part alex had a stroke there, there at the, the end, last yeah. 20 seconds yeah <laughs> well i'll tell Super you though, uh, yeah but um we may complain about the uh the vocal mix but uh that low end was very high so yes. you could hear <laughs> everything michael was doing uh on bass anyway not so much his background vocals but again what do you do so there you go there it is. Can't get this stuff no more. And I'm only speculating because I'm not an expert or a rock historian. I'm just assuming Dave's talking about more palm trees. So there you have it. We have uh, the story behind the song <laughs> because that's, that's apparently how it goes. Uh, so there you have it. Okay, so now it's time to vote on it. How, how do we feel about can't get this stuff no more uh alan and, and brett you guys are the guests so i'm just gonna 
swing it back your way. Uh, you, you heard the show. You know how it works. I ask you, was this what dreams are made of or is the dream over for you? So uh, we'll go with Alan at Fat Man on Guitar, our guest here. Uh, is it what dreams are made of? I, look, it's not perfect. It's I wouldn't call it a classic, but it it's got that old Van Halen feel. It has the the feel of the early era. It's got the groove. It they sound like they're content to be in there together. Absolutely, and my apologies, Mark. I had a Lionel Richie moment. <laughs> I jumped the gun there a little bit. Oh no, no worries. And I guess uh, apologies to Lionel Richie uh that's 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 the new one there so all right yeah um alan gives it a thumbs up there you go so uh brett we go to you is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over this song is i mean if it lives in my head rent free it's got to be a good song. Like, like I said, it just pops in my head randomly. And I just start singing it. I don't even need the music around me. I just start singing the lyrics. It, I just think it's because I listened to this album so much on repeat and I just would go from beginning to end. And so I'd listen to this song all the time. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, yeah, it's got its issues and, you know, being on here and, and, and hearing you guys, you know, analyze it in a different point than me. I'm just, I'm, I'm not as smart as you guys. So you guys are more in depth and I'm just like, I like this song, but you're pointing out good things and it lets me listen to the song in a different view, but I still enjoy the hell out of this song. Lottery will get you everywhere. <laughs> yes, indeed it will. So then I throw it to uh, my podcasting partner, Corey Morissette, Corey. Me, uh, uh, can't get this stuff no more. Would you say that uh, you'd put it in your top tier upper echelon a la what dreams are made of of Van Halen songs? Or uh, did this just fall too flat? The mixing was just just too poor for you and you couldn't you couldn't do deal with it. And that's makes the dream over. I'll tell you all about it. This song has its issues. Uh, I just saw John Wick chapter four last night. And like, I feel like you can chop a 20 minute action scene out of that movie. You can chop the last minute out of this song and it would be just fine. Um, it has production issues and we always rag on the production, especially when it comes to Mike Post uh, in Van Halen three or uh, OU812. Um, so th there were some issues there, but it, it didn't really hurt the song for me. I, I love the groove. Alex was killing it. Uh, the second half, the gar guitar solo was great. And uh, I love the lyrics. and I love what Dave was doing. If it's about palm trees, I'm, I'm all here for it. I, I live in the frozen tundra of Saskatchewan. I'd love to see a palm tree. So I, I, I can relate to the man. I can't get that shit anywhere either. So there you go. No, you so can't. Mark, <laughs> now, I, I was pretty sure how the three of us were going to vote, but you were, were, were kind of on the fence on, on this one. So I'm curious to see for you, is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I'd be lying to you if I said a little bit of uh, nostalgia didn't come into play with this one, but uh, but it has. Uh, much like Brett, I spun this album quite a lot. Uh, this was my gateway into more Van Halen tunes. Um, and I did mention, though, that this one is not one that I went back to a lot because 
<laughs> again, in my young, impatient mind at the time, I was like, oh, I think this intro is too, it's not, it, it doesn't have enough like oomph at the beginning. So it's not keeping my attention. So I'm just going to skip it. Um, what a damn fool that young Mark was. And I mean, for many things, but this one included, uh, mixing aside uh i the song is is really really good i mean it's just like it's a nice rocking groove of van halen there's nothing uh too off the wall about it the uh the whole the peter frampton richie sambora sort of uh <laughs> little little voice box uh thing to the the solo notwithstanding but whatever it's still a pretty good track what really saves this for me though uh is the lyrics I think uh, Dave wrote some really good lyrics to this song, whether or not I think the uh, the vocalization is up to par. And that's irrelevant uh, because it's well written. The song overall really, really rocks. I wish it had been mixed a little bit better, but we've said that about a bunch of Van Halen songs at this point, And that still doesn't deter how well the song is written, how well it's performed. So we'll just have to chalk this up to, is it perfect? Is it a classic? No but it is a good worthy entry in the uh, echelon, the, the uh, catalog, if you were of Van Halen. Yes, I think so. So for me, that is why this is what dreams are made of. Perfect. Now, before we get into our announcement, Mark, uh, both of our guests yes. uh, brought show and tell items. So uh, yeah, I, maybe I'll, I'll clip this part out and we'll like put it on our YouTube channel or something, but uh, Alan and Brett, let's start with Alan. Uh, what did you bring to class today? Young man. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, getting into Van Halen early on, I pulled out my first Van Halen purchase, Van Halen two on eight track. Now, how was that experience? Did it cut off like would it switch sides or? Uh, there's a split in somebody get me a doctor. Oh wow! <laughs> like in the middle of the song, there's a split in the middle of the song. <laughs> wow! Eight, eight tracks were notorious hell? for that. The split would happen oh, usually right in the middle of the song. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, the that's one a, I always wow. go back to is on kisses dynasty on the eight track they split in the middle of x-ray eyes but they <laughs> didn't back the tape up on the second part of it so for like 20 years there was a guitar solo that i never heard oh wow <laughs> and, and still i mean i've had the cd since the cd was first released that solo always surprises me because <laughs> i'm so used to hearing it it fades out and then there's nothing and then back into the chorus yeah but yeah i got wow i still have all uh the first four van halen eight tracks wow is it any wonder that format died <laughs> i mean well see i didn't know that happened i'm gonna have to right. have a conversation my 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 father to this day still maintains that eight tracks should never have gone away they should come back like vinyl records did and i said you're an insane person and now <laughs> that i know that eight tracks had uh, a notorious habit of doing that they absolutely should not come back because that's absurd <laughs> yeah, there was only so much room on, on that eight-track tape. It would sometimes they drop a song or two, and usually when it switched sides, it would happen right in the middle of a song. Oh, yeah, and there a, there would be times where the the they couldn't divide it up equally, so you'd end up with about two minutes of silence on one of the programs, and there's no fast forward button. That's right. No, no, <laughs> that I knew, but like, oh my god, as a consumer. I would be really upset. I'd be pissed. I'm like, where the hell is my the music? You you you, you ripped me off. <laughs> no, yeah, my eight tracks stay away. <laughs> you know, to be honest, at the time it was great for portability 
my buddy still has a car that has an eight track player in it, but it's I mean, fidelity. If you had an eight track player, you had matchbooks because some right. of the tapes wouldn't sit quite level and uh, you'd get two different programs playing at the same time. So you had to slide the matchbook up underneath it to line everything up. These are the the things we, you know, some of us of a particular age had to deal with uh, in, back in the day, kids. When you know we didn't, there was no such thing as streaming. Nothing was accessible, easily accessible. We had to we had to figure shit out. You kids today with your spotitude and your compact, your, your spot, spotitude. Back in my right, day, Kevin Brown, please make a, a new shirt for our merch store. It says spotitude. <laughs> We need that. Oh, well, that, I, that guessing, is a hell, yeah, hell guess, of a find, Alan. That is. I got to say, I'm guessing Brett's not bringing anything quite that old. No, no. Unfortunately, uh, I was bad at, at holding on to certain things, but Van Halen's anything Van Halen, I tried my best to to keep it. So, but I had to go dig it because I haven't seen this stuff in years, but I used to like, you know, you buy the, the, the case to hold all your CDs. So I don't have any of the oh, actual yeah. cases for them anymore, but mm-hmm. I got like in 1984 women and children first fair warning, the first Van Halen 5150. Um, so yeah, all my old CDs. And, uh, but the first time I ever listened to Van Halen was on a, a cassette. Like it was a Van Halen uh, because my, my, my stepdad is the one who got me into Van Halen. He's a, he's a guy who's seen Van Halen 20 times in his life. Oh, oh, um and so he had like uh, Van Halen and Van Halen two on cassette. I think he had fair warning as well. So I got myself a, a really cheap portable cassette player and would literally just listen to those three albums on repeat. And then when I got my own CDs, I would do the same with this. And literally like through my childhood, it would, I didn't listen to anything other than Van Halen. It was like the only time I would listen to any other artist would be if I'm in the car and you're listening to the classic rock radio station and you're just listening to whatever's on there. But if I'm listening, whatever I'm picking, it was Van Halen. I'd be in my backyard singing whatever <laughs> songs my band in high school was 5150. Nice. I saw Van Halen twice in concert for the 2004 reunion with Sammy, the best of both worlds tour. And um, some guy just came out and said, Hey, uh, would you like this? And it's a Eddie Van Halen signed pick. Oh wow! Ooh, very nice. Curious. Yeah, like a lot of cool stuff. Like my uh, my stepdad got me or gave me a a post an old poster from 1980. It's uh from September 1984, uh, which was Star World about seven years before I was even born. <laughs> but it's this really cool poster, and just like I just I mean I used to collect like anything magazine wise that had Van yeah. Halen, you know Eddie on it. I was all about it, and. uh I did hop for teacher in a talent show in high school. So <laughs> I, yeah. the, obviously the most appropriate place to, yes. uh, to do that yes. song. So, when they yeah, when, like, but listen, when when somebody comes up to me and goes, Hey, can you sing for us? We're doing hop for teacher. I'm not going to say no, even if it's going to be really hard for me to sing it, but <laughs> I think it went pretty well. <laughs> but yeah, dose. I just, That's I awesome, was just yeah. upset. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I'm still obsessed to this day. I mean, I have more of a variety now. I don't just listen to Van Halen, um, but yeah, back with growing up, that was Van Halen was like everything to me. Like they were my childhood and they got me through a lot of stuff. And I just remember, you know, being able to see Eddie live for the first time as like a, I think it was so in 04, I was 13. So, you know, getting to see them as a teenager, it was like, 
I think I probably cried when he did this first solo. Like it was just, it was wild. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. Van Halen is just a, this is why I was so excited to come on the show. Cause I could talk about Van Halen forever. <laughs> I just love it. So love them so much. We certainly do our best over here to, to do that and to accommodate. So you, you've come to the right place for that. Uh, excellent finds gentlemen. Yeah. I wish, I wish I had something uh, for show and tell that is nearly as cool, but I do not. Uh, in that regard but somewhere somewhere there is a, a very big uh thick but dusty cd bookcase uh much like uh, the one you had there where i put all my cds although they were big enough i could take the uh the booklet within the cd and kind of used put to it do in that i could yeah, do that and- in this but for some reason i don't know what happened i think i just was in a phase where i was just like oh, i gotta put them back like and yeah, i put them like, back I, in the case I and always- i threw them somewhere and then they got lost and never see them again I always kept the booklet, especially if uh, th- those particular albums had the lyrics inside or mm-hmm. just really cool artwork. Oh, yeah. uh, definitely wanted to keep them. But somewhere in that dusty booklet is the uh, the aforementioned Van Halen Best of Volume 1. It's in there somewhere, and it's been there for many a year. So, uh, yes, uh, back in the day, kids, we had CD cases. We had to Absolutely. very careful. If we were alone in the car, we had to very carefully and strategically uh, change the CD. Uh, if we wanted to change you know, music, we didn't have our phones to just click. Oh, man, you kids today. <laughs> but, uh, I say that. I mean, I say that only because I just had a birthday. So I'm one year older. So I feel like like damn kids. But anyway. <laughs> There you have it. There it is. Uh, Good stuff. Show and tell. We love it here on the show. All right. So before we wrap it up and get on out of here, uh, why don't you tell the people what you got, Brett? You mentioned a dissecting film. Please tell the people where they can find you, find your show, find everything uh, that you got going on. Please let them know. So, yeah, we are at Dissect That Film on all the social medias. And you can find our show at Dissect That Film on uh, any of the podcast services. And we're on YouTube as well. We do, we put our, the video form of our podcast. So if you want to see my face and my co-host's face in, you know, whenever we have a guest, go to our YouTube. And yeah, we just, uh, we we're just finishing up the Alien franchise, Alien Co. I don't know when this episode is going to be coming out, but we're finishing up the Alien franchise with Alien Covenant this Friday as of this mm-hmm. recording. And then um, we're actually set, we're actually going to be celebrating our hundredth episode come uh, Sunday, April 2nd. So Congrats. it's going to be live, live on YouTube. So come hang out with us at dissect that film over on YouTube and come help us celebrate a hundred episodes. Cause it's something I never thought would happen. <laughs> it's a big accomplishment. Oh, absolutely. That is a huge accomplishment. We can tell you confidently. So bravo to that. Uh, I'm going to tune into that alien covenant episode. Cause woo, I have thoughts about that movie. Uh, <laughs> we did too. So, oh, I can't, can't wait for that. So uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Alan, please tell the people uh, you got anything going on. You want to promote or where they can find you. Despite my wife's best encouragement, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm a fat man on guitar on Twitter and Instagram. That's about it. Well, you got a killer setup back there. So, you know, if you want, you just th- throw on a camera and just stream yourself playing. There you go. You got uh, many guitars to choose from. You're like, you're buried back there. Good Lord. Yes. Yeah. Covered in equipment. It's a tight mess back here. <laughs> understandable but uh that's a but you get it looks like you got some cool stuff so that's a it's a fun mess a tight yeah, one dude, but a fun one so. I, it's, you know it's a hell of a way to pass time 
<laughs> so well, we appreciate you uh, lending your time uh, to being on the show here, your, uh, your, your expertise on Van Halen. Uh, for the both of you, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Uh, Corey, tell the people where they can find uh, yourself and where they can find all the good stuff that's going on with the show. Well, they can find me at CD Morset. They can find the show at Podcast or Rock and all your favorite social media uh, apps. Uh, website www.podcastwillrock.com. Um, we got a couple of things in the works, including one that uh, we may be launching here tonight if mm-hmm. the Golden Voice of Mark Meyer is ready. Well, uh, yeah, I'll need your help with it, but uh, <laughs> it's it's time for that announcement that uh, we mentioned earlier. Uh, you guys, after much deliberation, after much conversation, after a few do it, don't do it, uh, we've decided we are launching a Patreon. That's right. Podcast will rock Patreon. Patreon will rock. There you go. That's that's <laughs> what we're doing. Um, and uh, I'm going to let uh, Corey tell you about uh, the tiers we've got so far. It's still a, a work in progress, but we're just we're announcing that it is it is active. But please uh, give them a little taste about what they can expect if they sign up. Yeah, first, everyone should know if if you like listening to the show, nothing changes. Show is still going to yeah. drop every single Friday unless Mark has a birthday. Then we have to take a fucking <laughs> week off. <laughs> right. But but nothing will change. But we thought maybe there's a way to get people you know, uh, well, help offset some of the costs because, you know, Zoom ain't free, fuckers. Right. Uh, to do it right anyway and stuff, right? So trying to offset some of our costs and maybe upgrade some stuff and, uh, you know, and, and get the people a little more involved. So, yeah, uh, starting this weekend, probably sometime, we didn't want to do it on April Fool's Day. Uh, the, that just seemed like a bad idea waiting to happen, but uh, uh, <laughs> n- nothing too extravagant. We had a couple of tiers. Uh, there, there's going to be like a, a a tier where if you want to guarantee that your tweet or your message or anything get read on the air, we'll do that for you for a few bucks. Um, one of the tiers I'm kind of excited about, and uh, I have to credit the guys at Pot of Thunder, uh, they started doing this, is that we're just going to, as we're recording here tonight on a Wednesday night, we're going to open up a, a Zoom call for everybody who subscribes to that tier. They can uh, watch along as we're recording. They can comment. We'll read their comments on the air as we're going. Uh, you know, you just got to chill out and hang. And if you want to be on the show, first of all, if uh, I've reached out to you to be on the show don't worry, you're still getting on for free. But we're talking maybe down the road, uh, there's going to be a tier. Uh, if you want to be a co-host on the show and maybe even force a song, uh, you don't want to spin the wheel, you want a, a specific song, maybe it's not even a Van Halen song. Uh, for a certain tier, we'll do that too because uh, we're talking if you know, enough people kind of show, or if any people for that matter, uh, show any interest in us uh, continuing uh, past the Van Halen catalog because we're now 49 songs left on the wheel. Uh, you know, we'll do all the solo stuff. We'll get different wheels for David Lee Roth, for Sammy Hagar, including Montrose. We'll get an extreme mm-hmm. wheel and we'll get a mammoth wheel and and we'll just, you know, spin one a week. Uh, there's four weeks in a month and there's, you know, four different uh, solo wheels, right? So uh, we yeah. can keep doing this show for quite a while if the people want us to. So uh, if you're interested at all, uh, absolutely. It's a way to get a little more invested in the show. And if not, totally cool too. Uh, whenever you see a song you like, just pop it on on Fridays on your favorite podcast player and nothing's going to change. Yep. You guys have been uh, clamoring a lot for us to keep the show going and start diving into the solo stuff. Matter of fact, that's what I hear the most from a, a lot of you listeners out there. Like, you guys should talk about uh, some Dave solo. Like, everyone wants us to get into the Dave solo. Some people want the Sammy stuff, uh, which there's a lot more of Sammy solo stuff than there is Dave. But there you go. Okay, so you want it? You got it. Uh, we're going to do it uh, via Patreon. So, like, that's... Uh, 
that is the the quickest and the most the easiest way for you to finally get what you want and have us uh, talk about the uh, the solo uh, sort of spinoffs as as it were uh, the solo day the solo uh, Sammy and as Corey mentioned we'll do some mammoth we'll do extreme uh, actually. That would be really, really cool. So you guys really want to hear us not so much shit on Gary so much for Van Halen 3 and actually listen to us go like, yes, listen to this extreme song. Now's the time. Now's the time to really let us know. Uh, so the uh, yes, please go visit the Patreon. The Patreon, I believe the Patreon is live now. Yes. Uh, not quite. Uh, we're probably going to drop quite. it on Saturday or Sunday. We don't want to drop it on Friday oh, okay, with this okay. episode because it's April Fool's Day. Uh, but we'll do We'll That's do right, it. Uh, yeah. We'll soft launch it sometime <laughs> over the weekend. Right. So we'll just keep it, uh, keep it in mind and give it, give it a day. If you're listening to this, uh, Friday, uh, then, uh, first of all, happy weekend. And then also like maybe give it a day or two and then, uh, go check it out. Go check out our Patreon because it's, it is happening. We are making it happen. So now you guys got to make it happen. Show up, let us know, let it, let us know if you really want us to keep going, you know, uh, for lack of a better phrase, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, because Corey and I love doing this show. We really do. And uh, we would like to keep it going. But we need help. You know, we need help to keep it going. Because, you know, the time the times, they be what they are. So, but we uh, we appreciate all of you listeners. And as Corey said, if you don't, if you just want to listen just as a listener, that is also cool too. But a lot of you have been asking for a little bit of this extra stuff. So we are presenting it in uh, the best way we know how. So look out for the Patreon release. It is happening. And uh, speaking of happening, the show just happened. We did it. We wrapped it up. Big special thanks to our guests, Alan and Brett, respectively, on the show. Uh, So happy to have you guys as guests thank you once again for joining us thank you for listening and thank you dear listener for listening keeping us uh uh in your in your uh podcasting waves in your thoughts and uh just basically keeping us going because we do it for you we do it for van halen and we do it because we are humble fans not experts not historians just humble fans we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.